All right, here we go with the news for January 23rd, 2020. It's cold outside, so be careful, everybody. So that's what we got going on. So let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, this is a good announcement. At least somebody's expanding. Loves is going to add 40 locations this year, just, you know, and 3,000 new parking spots. Absolutely, we applaud. You know, we can't go wrong with, with more parking. We're a big fan of more parking, no matter how you look at it. So awesome for you, Loves. Also, DH Hater Company, the family-owned trucking company, is turning to cannabis to try to keep their doors open. That's what we talked about earlier. Well, apparently they, they got through the first hurdle, and maybe they'll start growing it. Maybe, you know you know what they'll probably do? You apply for the trucking company, and if you don't pass that, hey, we got a job over on the other side of the plant. So that's what's going on there. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's not a combination I never thought possible. All right, let's move on. All right, over in Shasta County, California, looks like some driver, I don't know, you know, it doesn't say whether he got off on the wrong road or missed something, it doesn't say anything. It just says he was missing for two days, so they sent the airplanes out once the weather cleared up. And they found him at the 4,000-foot level, it says. Uh, it doesn't say whether this is even a truck road, it really doesn't look like a truck load. You know, you see the, the plane flying across, and then you see in the middle of the woods this truck sitting there, and... Like, I don't wonder if he got lost. It doesn't tell you the whole story. Uh, Summit Lake Road over in Shasta County. Anyway, he was missing for two days. They used his GPS, you know, in the, in the truck probably from the ELD, and the CHP found him. So good to go. Good for you, CHP. We're glad for once one of us is glad that you found us. So <laughs> normally we're not so happy about that. All right, let's move on. I wish I knew more to the story, but that's all I know. It's, it's all was reported. They didn't say why he was missing or what he was doing up there. Or if he was even on the wrong road. That would be interesting to know. That'd be a really bad one to get lost. So, all right, let's move on. Oh, this one's bad. Over in Georgia, it looks like the uh, the Georgia Highway Patrol, you know, they pulled the guy into the scale and they pulled him in the, in the uh, inspection bay. They found a couple of bottles of booze in the truck. Apparently, he almost hit the inspection bay as he was pulling in to get inspected. Well, that's, uh, you know, and he was being pulled in for a level one. Now, for those of you who don't know, level one is where they go over everything. So here's what the, uh, the officers had to say. A region, this is over in Georgia. A region four officer stopped this commercial motor vehicle for a random level one inspection. As the driver was pulling into the inspection pit, he almost ran into the hole of the pit. You know, underneath the, uh, in the pit, you know, in the, in the inspection bay, there's a pit, you know, long, you know, underground area that, that pulls the length of it so they can inspect the uh, brakes and things like that without having to, you know, without bending over and what have you. It just makes it easier for them. 
So the driver almost falls into that, okay, which, you know, I don't, I, you know, it seems like that'd be, I guess you could do it, but I mean, you have to, you have to be pretty silly or drunk. So anyway, the officer's training led to a suspicion. Well, he almost drove into the pit. Is that what is that part of the training? So anyway, the officer's training led to a suspicion the driver was under the influence of alcohol. The officer performed a standardized field sobriety test on the driver, which he did not pass. The, well, I think almost falling into the hole would probably give it away. The driver was then given a roadside breathalyzer and tested well over the legal limit for a CDL. Well, one beer will get you over the legal limit, so that doesn't tell you what it was. They should tell you what the level was. But, yeah, just one beer will mess you up, so be careful. During the vehicle inspection, it was discovered the driver had two empty bottles of alcohol, a false log, and four of the ten brakes were out of service, along with several other violations. Well, you know what? Honestly, I think they, I'm kind of surprised they just didn't stop and take him away. But, you know, to, to the George's credit, they uh, kept inspecting the truck after they hauled him away for being too drunk. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I don't understand that. Way to go, Georgia. Uh, they got a picture of the bottles, but I can't really tell what they are. You know, some kind of cheap booze. Ugh. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive a semi truck ever. That's so stupid. All right, let's get moving on. <laughs> Drivers. Uh, it never cease to amaze me. All right. Over in California. Let's go over to the CHP now. Over in California. Uh, dry, their blunder of the week. Driver got pulled over. He left the uh, satellite. That's the passenger side fuel uh, hose still in the tank. As he was going down a road. So they pulled him over and, you know, took a picture of it and posted it on their page. So this is a picture of the you know, sometimes I could get the satellite side to stay in, and this guy got his to stay in and go down a road. What the heck? Now, keep in mind, he pulled away from the pump. The This happens, you know, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, these things are made to disconnect. So it doesn't tear out the whole pump. So, you know, somewhere, I guess, in California, uh, somebody's missing a, a fuel hose. Uh, well, I guess they, they know who the last guy that fueled was, so they should figure it out. That's kind of funny. Uh, one time, I was at uh, the Loves and Mori or not the Loves. I was at TA and Moriarty, the travel center, and you know this uh, Swift driver pulled forward, and I saw that he had done the same thing. So I walked inside to fill in. I said, "Hey man, who's uh, a Swift driver?" This guy's like, well, "You know what of it? What do you want to make of it?" I'm like, "No, no, no. You don't understand. I just want to ask you a question. Can you come over here?" I said, "I want to go outside for a second. And he's like uh, getting all upset about it. And I'm like, dude, I just can we go outside and talk for a second? And he's like, no, no, you tell me here. And it was in front of all these other drivers. I didn't want to embarrass the guy. He's like, no, no, you tell me now. And I'm like, okay, well, you pulled forward and you pulled the hose out of the pump. I said, I, I wanted to tell you outside because you know, I didn't want to embarrass you, but you forced me into it. I thought it was kind of goofy, but I don't know. I was just trying to, you know, I figured he already made a mistake. Why make it worse, right? So it does happen, but like I said, those things are made to pull apart. There's a quick disconnect. That way, you know, it doesn't do more damage than it does. But I'm sure it probably happens somewhere in the country every day somewhere. All right, let's move on. All right, this one falls into the category of people just don't get it. And they don't get it a lot, apparently. So this guy in a Tesla Model 3 is going down a road, stop-and-go traffic. He's got a car hauler in front of him. All right, this is January 17th, doesn't say where. So anyway, he's got this car hauler in front of him. He's got the dash cam going. 
and he's upset because his car rear-ended the the truck in front of him on its own but he wasn't paying attention of course so the guy says uh wondering why my car started moving when the front semi in front of me was stopped why all sensors suddenly ignored the giant semi i hope tesla can provide answers as i'm not confident to use ap again so he's like a little upset that the car actually rear-ended the truck he wasn't paying attention Tesla, you know, on their website responded, Tesla has repeatedly stated that autopilot is intended as a driver assist system is not fully autonomous driver system. From Tesla's website, autopilot and full full driving capability are intended for use with a full attentive driver who has their hands on the wheel and is prepared to take over at any moment. While these features are designed to become more capable over time, the currently enabled features do not make the vehicle autonomous. Yeah, so this idiot's going down a road and he's expecting the car to be driven for him. You know, I, I wouldn't even trust that myself. People are so stupid and lazy. Drive your damn car yourself. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't expect your car to drive itself. This stuff's not ready for it. All right, let's move on. Ugh, some things I just never cease to get over. All right, we'll call this uh, poaching from the bottom of the barrel. Apparently. Swift is poaching from CRST drivers. And in the late Jan uh, July 2019, a federal jury awarded CRST $15.5 million after the Cedar Rapids Trucking Company in March 17th said that Swift purposely was recruiting and hiring former CRST drivers subject to a 10-month non-compete agreements. Wow. Uh, I don't know what to say about that one. Uh, I've had bad experience with both companies, you know, dealing with their their drivers. So I can't imagine why either one would want workers from the other. Quite honestly, uh, I'm you know, hey, if you're a Swift driver or a CRST driver, I'm sure you guys got some really great drivers there. But let's be honest, you got some really great YouTube videos that uh, are fun to laugh at too. So you know, one driver does not make a company, but. I don't know. It's, it seems like poaching from the bottom of the barrel is what they're doing. But that being said, maybe I shouldn't say too much more before I find myself in court. All right, let's move on. All right, here's a strange one. A truck driver is suing Amazon and one of its freight partners for alleging that the company worked him into the ground for several weeks, eventually causing him to fall asleep at the wheel. Apparently, he called up and complained, and then they asked him, you know, hey, can you get there on time when he said he was too tired and he was working too hard or past 14. Uh, you know, here's what it comes down to, drivers. If you work past your hours and you're illegal and you get into an accident, the carriers are going to run from you as fast as you can. You just have to refuse to do illegal loads, and you're going to have to go somewhere else. If you do these legal loads, you will, you know, suffer. And... You know, it's just not worth it. So don't, you know, don't run illegal. It's it's just not worth it. You can hurt yourself. You can hurt somebody else. Now this guy's, you know, suing Amazon and this AAA carriers because they made him run illegal. Well, you know what? Nobody can make you run illegal. They can coerce you. They can try to talk you into it. You're the you're the captain of the ship. And I know it sucks, but you know, just don't don't run illegal. It's a, uh, you know. It's just a bad scene. I don't know what he thinks he's going to get out of it because he's the one ultimately that did what he did. So uh, I don't know. I just don't know. It's don't run illegal. 
Well, this Illidan saga continues. It's probably going to be going on for a while. It looks like uh, Celadon, it says here, ex-chief financial officer of Hinman Transport, which is the Canadian division of Celadon, uh, accuses Celadon in an affidavit of pleading funds generated by the profitable core business in Canada. So basically what they did was they took all the profits from Canada and they shipped them down to the U.S. and they you know tried to keep things going. They played a lot of money games towards the end. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of, well, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on there for a while. So, I don't know. I think we haven't heard the last of the Celadon, Celadon series, at, you know, a debacle. Yeah, they had a, it was a big company, a lot of issues, but they're playing money games. And when they start playing uh, hot potato with the money, somewhere along the line, somebody's going to lose. And it sounds like the Canadians lost. All right. This is one that kind of hits me personal because, well, hits. Because I got hit with some ice and kind of messed me up, so I know what this guy's going through. It says here, Bill Taylor was driving home from work in New Hampshire last January when a chunk of ice the size of a shoebox broke off the top of a storage container, hauled by a truck ahead of him, crashed through his windshield, hit him squarely in the forehead. Uh, you know, gave a big old gash in his head and destroyed his windshield. Well, the same thing happened to me. It didn't go all the way through, but, well, it did mess me up quite a bit. So basically what it comes down to is most states are starting to implement laws that you have to get the snow and ice off the truck. And you know what? I, this could be abused, but also I'm, I'm for it. You know, after getting hit with ice and snow like that, uh, I can, you know, I, I won't go down the road with ice and snow in my trailer. I just won't do it. Nobody can make me do it. I don't care what they say. I'm not going down a road with ice and snow in my truck. I'm not going to do to somebody what happened to me. I, I know it could happen. I know how messed up that was for my car and how that was messed up for me. So I'm just not going to do it. You know, figure something out. I don't know what they got to do, but they got to figure something out. I'm just not going to do it. So anyway, more states are passing laws. There's Jessica's law, of course, up in New Hampshire, but there's other states that are starting to do it. And the fines are starting to go up. They're pretty low right now, a couple hundred bucks, but eventually they're going to be a lot more. So anyway, let's see what happens on that one. I think that's something that we're going to see a lot more activity in the future. All right. The state of Colorado released the four top reasons for, you know, truck accidents. Number one, driver error. Eh, people make mistakes. It could be anything. Number two, the truck need maintenance. Yeah, out of, uh, you know, brakes are out of adjustment. You know, something falls off the truck. Brake pads are probably the number one thing. Three, the weather. Yeah, weather will mess you up. And four, cargo issues. Things shift. You're going up and down the hills. Yeah, like we all didn't know these things. So, number one, driver error. Truck needs maintenance. The weather and cargo issues. I imagine quite often those four things come together. So, keep that in mind when you do your pre-trip. Try not to make any errors. Think about the weather and know what you're getting into. Make sure your truck's up to speed. To make sure your brakes are out of are in adjustment. Uh, if you can't stop the truck, well, it's you're gonna have problems. All right, let's move on. Well, it looks like another one bites the dust. It says here that uh, Fleetwood. Oh, I lost their name. It's not a tr truck company I'm familiar with. All right, on December 31st, 2019, Fleetwood Transportation Services 
showing the rapidly growing list of transport carriers shutting operations in 2019, citing insurance costs as the reasons for its shutdown. So they joined Celadon, Falcon, uh, LME, New England Motor Freightways, Williams Trucking, Starlight, Terrell Transportation, Carney Trucking, you know, and about 800 other companies this year that went out of business. Welcome to the great economy. So another one bites the dust. Yeah, driver shortage? No. Companies willing to, they know how to stay in business? Shortage? Yeah, apparently so. So we'll have to see what happens with that one. I think we're going to see a, some more, a lot more shutdowns in the next year. I don't think the economy is going as people as good as people say. Uh, truck drivers, we see the economy before everybody else. They can keep repeating how great it is every day, but if they're not shipping, it's not as great as what they th what they're saying it is. So that's great for somebody, I'm sure, but not for us. Well, the Celadon stuff just keeps coming. You know, it's going to be like this for a while, I think. So anyway, John Shaw, 62, was at the Utah Medical Center recovering from a crash when he heard that his employer filed for bankruptcy and shut down. Shaw was on the job working for Celadon, a trucking company based in Indiana, when he got into a crash on Interstate 75 near Carryville. The crash occurred exactly a month after two of Celadon's former top employees were charged with fraud. How did this guy should go to jail forever? So anyway, this guy in November got into an accident and you know, he'd bring up some serious bills. The helicopter crash or the flight to life was like forty three grand for like a fifteen minute trip. But you know, hey, they saved his leg and he's still alive. So until they get the you know, the 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 what do I don't even know how to say it. I'm messing up here. But the um you know, the financials under secured, you know, the under control and they figure out what's going on. Uh yeah, this guy's checks are going to stop. Apparently, they'll they'll resume eventually. But what happened was, is a third party Celadon was self-employed or self-insured with the uh, workers' comp, and you know they didn't they messed up all along. It's just a bad deal. So apparently, there's a bunch of guys that are hurt. You know, selling a big company is going to be a lot of drivers out there hurt. And their checks are going to stop. Apparently, once they get this all figured out, the checks will they'll get their back pay. But in the meantime, you know they got to, you know, these guys still got to pay their mortgages and things like that. So, long story short, Celadon uh, screwed up, and they're not paying what the drivers what they're owed. They were hurt, and now these guys are going to be hurting until they, the courts figure all this mess out. Ugh. I didn't do this one very good, but you guys know what I mean. Basically, the little guy gets screwed because two idiots, uh, two crooks, you know, at a high level decided they were going to steal and play shenanigans. Boy, Steve Russell, the founder of Celadon, would just be rolling over in his grave right now. Apparently, from what I understand, Steve Russell was the real deal. You know, he was a, you know, he started Celadon up from almost nothing and built it up in a very short period of time. And my uncle worked there and it was a great company. And these two idiots started, you know, doing shenanigans and fraud, and they basically destroyed the company. And it's just a bad scene. So, uh, you know, Steve Russell should have a legacy of a lot more than what these guys left him. It's unbelievable. All right, moving on. All right, this one's just above and beyond. Uh, this guy's got a covered wagon, and, uh, you know, this, oh, drivers, you can't tell me you didn't know this one. So January 17th, 2020, over in uh, Rushville, Indiana, 
Uh, semi driver was hit with a massive fine and his truck was impounded after his load was found to be more than 95,000 pounds over the legal limit. Okay, he was 95,000 pounds over the legal limit. All right, you know, that's just insane. He was 176,300 pounds, okay, which was 96,300 pounds over the limit of 80,000 pounds. Yeah, unless you get a special permit. The fines for the overweight violation came to just under $14,000. They impounded the truck and cited the driver. So the Indiana State Police Trooper pulled over the semi pulling doubles, known as the Michigan train on Main Street and Parkland Boulevard in Rushville around 11 a.m. The truck, which belongs to Tri-State Trucking in Waterloo, was hauling steel coil. Oh, steel coils. Of course, those things are massively heavy. Was hauling steel coils between Butler and Madison in Indiana. From his training and experience, Thumb knew that the trailer is set up to often used to haul overweight loads. With special overweight permits across northern Indiana, the press released issued from the Indiana State Police said. During an Indiana DOT inspection of the truck, the trooper discovered that the 36-year-old driver had no registration plate, no federal required markings or tax numbers on the side of his vehicle. And then, of course, the, the cop weighed it, and it was that, you know, it was that heavy, <laughs> You know, 176,300 pounds. You know, you're really pushing it when you're, you know, I've gone a little, like a hundred or two, and I was nervous. And usually they'll let you get away with that, but damn, driver, that's just, you're crazy. All right, moving on. Well, it looks like we're not the only ones that have issues. Over in uh, the UK, all right. And investigate, and you know they they have this issue with the car ferries. Okay, they have these car ferries, but the trucks on the car ferries. I did a car ferry here in Cross Lake, Michigan. I got some video of it. I haven't posted it yet. So anyway, an an investigation has identified an industry wide issue of lorry drivers. They call them lorry drivers, you know, truckers ignoring international regulations and putting the lives at risk by staying in their cabs at sea. So basically, these things are going across, and these guys go, you know, they just go take a nap in their trucks. Well, of course, that's where they. You know, the, they pillow their bed, their everything. So it says the probe was sparked after nine HGVs. I don't know what HGV means. I'm going to have to look that up. Toppled over and 22 vehicles were damaged during high winds on board the P&O European Causeway Service between Larney, North, Northern Ireland and Carrion on December 18, 2018. At least six drivers had remained in their cabs on the, on the vehicle's decks during the crossing. Four in vehicles that had overturned and wanted to be freed by emergency services at the port. So basically, you know, they, they don't want you sleeping while you're going across because it, you know, it causes too many problems. So I guess for, for once, it's not all American drivers with issues. Uh, I don't think they, they're, you're not allowed in the hold over at the, in the SS Badger here in Wisconsin. You, you park the truck inside. The thing's massive, and then you go upstairs, and you know maybe you can get a stateroom or something if you need to sleep. It's pretty neat. Uh, I'd like to do that trip again, and we had a great time. All right, let's move on. All right, looks like there might be a pr proposed rule change here. Uh, mirrorless trucks gaining favor in the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So basically what it comes down to, they're going to put cameras in the trucks, and they're going to be facing back, and that's going to be your rearview mirror. I don't know about that one. Seems to me like, you know, cameras. You know, a, a rear view mirror is, is kind of hard to mess up. They say it'll save fuel because the, the mirrors won't stick out as far. The uh, reason why I like the mirrors 
Yeah, they do stick out far. So I know when it's freezing, I see the ice build up on the back of the mirror. Uh, also, mirrors, you know, they're, they're, there's nothing, you know, the other than breaking the glass, you know, you have to really screw up. So cameras, you know, they could lose power. They could, you know, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. Uh, if they ever put mirrors in the trucks, we'll probably get used to it. But I don't know. It just didn't seem like a good idea to me. Overall, I'll take, you know what? I'll stick to the mirrors. I don't need the cameras. Maybe I'm just a Luddite these days. I don't know. But anyway, in the future, you may lose your mirror and you may get a camera. But that'll be interesting because what happens when it starts to freeze, you know, and you get ice and snow in your mirrors, you know, you can just reach out and wipe them off or turn a heated mirror on with these cameras. I don't know if that's going to be possible. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. All right, let's move on. All right, that looks like that's it for the news. Not too much. Well, we went like 25 minutes, almost 26, 27 by the time I'm done jabbing away. So we're still waiting. This is an update. We're still waiting on uh, what's going on with the Matt's Press Pass. You know, I want to go with the Press Pass. I want to go down there with a the mic. I want to go down there with a the camera. I got an assistant. Rob's going to go down there with me. He's going to help me. Um, it's going to be a good time. But... I might even take Mark. Hopefully, Copy Man can go. He'd be a great asset. You know, the two of them together would be, oh my gosh, we could really cover that place. We'd have a great time. You know, I want to talk to all the vendors, see what's going on. But we're still waiting on Matt's to respond. Maybe I'll give him a call by Wednesday, see what happens. Uh, as far as physical goes, I did that. And I'm good for two more years. So I had to go to the DMV, turn all that in. It wasn't too big a deal. Uh, still get nervous every time I get to do the physical. It's just something we got to do. And if you have high blood pressure, then you may go down to one year or six months. So, you know, it's just something we have to deal with. You know, eventually I won't pass the, you know, the physical. Now, that being said, I played the lottery tonight for the first time in a long time. I usually don't play. And if I, uh, if I win the lottery, I may give up this exotic life of truck driving and buy an RV and go tour the country and see what's actually off these exits. I know where all the exits to everything are, but a lot of places I've never been to. So that might be interesting. The Grand Canyon, that'd be exciting. So we'll see what happens. Wish me luck. Other than that, uh, we got the intro music going on, and then we got the ad. So like I said, if you guys don't like the ad, just fast forward. It's, at, it's only at the end. So anyway, have a great time, and stay safe, and try to stay warm, people. It's, uh, it's not pretty out there. You know, it's cold. We're fighting the cold this year, so what else can we do? But that's what we do. We deliver the freight. Without us, the country shuts down. All the country shut down. Um, you know, the, oh, I'm doing too many odds today. I'm tired. We were at the hospital all day for my mother-in-law. Uh, she's doing good. She had a double mastectomy. And, you know, it's just, she's in her 80s. So, you know, it's it just, life gets in the way of everything. You know, the things that happen to you during the day are, are the things, you know, you have your life and then the things that happen that get in the way of that. But we do our best, and we try to get going. In about an hour, I'm going to be leaving here. I'm in Milwaukee. i got to drive down to Chicago, pick up the truck, get ready. i got to go to California, and then from there, back to Chicago, and then hopefully to Denver, and then hopefully straight back. We'll get some time off. So anyway, as soon as I know what's going on with Matt's, I'll let you guys know. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get a press pass. I might still go for one day, but I'm not going to go for three days if I can't get the press pass. And I'm certainly not going to take the mic down and record people if I can't get the press pass because, you know, I want to be legit. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be some creepy dude with a mic walking around. I want to be legit. I want to do, I want to cover it. 
It's a it's a fantastic event. You know, you go to one of these big truck shows, you never know what you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of vendors. You're going to see a lot of innovation. You'd be surprised at some of the things you're going to see. And that's what I want to do. I want to talk to those people. I want to see what's going on. I want to spread it out. I want to, you know, I want to experience that. And it's going to take literally three days to do the whole thing. The place is huge. So if you get a chance, go to Matt's. You can find more information on that at uh, Trucking with Kingfish on Facebook. Just go to Trucking with Kingfish on Facebook. You'll find it there. I get a events, uh, you know, listed up there. Uh, I must be tired. I'm doing too many ums and ahs, and I noticed I've been, you know, just I'm just rambling. Anyway, stay safe, drivers, and I'll kingfish out. I'll talk to you later.